Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. This is radio, people. <laughs> 902, it's Kale and Company. Having fun on a Friday. Very, very busy work week as we put a bow on another week of broadcasting excellence. Dawn's show coming up at 10 o'clock this morning. We'll find out what she has on tap. Find out who won Twitter and YouTube today. Cut Sheet Part due. Morning Mystery movie clip as well. One more chance to secure a pair of tickets to the Philadelphia Auto Show from uh, tomorrow through the following Sunday, January 13th through the 21st. 855-839-1210 is how you climb in. Um, we've heard a lot in the news over the last couple of weeks about DEI programs locally, nationally. Wait till you hear this story coming out of Johns Hopkins uh, and their hospital and what they are pushing for uh, the month of February coming up with uh, their word of the month and who um, these people uh, fall under, what category of people fall under the word of the month. Your head's going to explode when you hear this story. This is wild. Elon Musk has sounded off on it, as has uh, Donald Trump Jr., uh, so we'll get to that story, and um, it is just one that's going to make you um, very, very outraged, I would imagine. So we'll get to uh, that as we continue this morning, but we did not get to actually a big three in the 8 o'clock hour, but we do have one here in the 9 o'clock hour. 9.03, time for Dawn Stensland's Big Three at 9. It's the Big Three and 9 on Kale and Company. And Big Three at 9, sponsored by Piazza Auto Group this morning. Number one, more measles, alerts and warnings. We've talked about this week in Philadelphia, health officials sounding the alarm, something we haven't seen in many decades, all of these measles cases uh, that are suddenly arising in our area. So we know there were eight confirmed cases started in in a daycare in our area. Now Delaware health officials say they've identified between 20 and 30 people who, yes, they confirm were exposed to a measles patient. So this happened late last month. We're just hearing about this, but now they're sounding the alarms here. So this one happened when somebody brought a sick loved one to Nemours Children's Hospital in Wilmington, Delaware, and this happened on December 29th. So now they say the measles patient was not showing symptoms at the time, but yes, was indeed infectious. So they're very concerned. We're seeing these warnings going out now because they now are realizing who was exposed. So we have known exposures, confirmed exposures in, this is the state of Delaware, but we also have in Delaware County outside, this is Pennsylvania side, obviously, Delaware County, Montgomery County, Philadelphia County. Mm. And so now we know that this is such a highly infectious does, I mean, obviously, it's 100% you know preventable. Mm-hmm. That's what's frustrating here. It's a vaccine that actually does work. It, yeah, it because <laughs> it's an immunization. Right, right. It ends. It stops. Like remember when Fauci said COVID stops with you with the shot? No, this one actually really does. Yeah. yeah. This this one. So I wish to your point. I wish we would change the labeling mm-hmm. to, and that's a great point. Yeah. Immunization rather than a sort of a flu vaccine That's right. that helps mitigate the symptoms. Big but difference there. They're they're urging people if you know if you think that you were exposed in this case in Moore's Children's Hospital in Wellington, Delaware, between six a.m. 
and noon that day, December 29th, they're begging people, please, they want to hear from you because Mm -hmm. this is so highly infectious and could be deadly for especially babies. And we reported yesterday, actually NBC News reported Mm -hmm. uh, the other day that this was quote-unquote imported by a child who was out of the country, Mm. imported. Yep. Which means that good uh, cheese. it it came from it it came from somebody who I believe is not an American citizen. Yep, correct. And came up from the southern border. Yep, and then that infected children in a daycare that uh, their dumb parents yeah. uh, decided not to get them the MMR vaccine. Yeah, we have enough going around in daycares already, right? Exactly. Yeah, we don't need this. But they don't give the MMR <clears throat> to babies under a year. And so if somebody, let's say, had a, ah, a six-month-old baby gotcha, gotcha. at a daycare yep. and, they, and they've and they done everything right and they're on schedule with their pediatrician, that six-month-old baby, is that baby's life is in danger. Mm-hmm. And that's the, this is life and death. Yep. So <clears throat> I know they're reaching out to, you know, all, all the communities that mean English is not their first language. They're doing all of that right now. But this, uh, they want to shut this down. This is making national news. Yeah, it, it is. I don't know what it, it's like in other uh, daycares, but like our daycare, they want to know like all the all the immunizations you have. Right. And if you're not up to date, if your kids are not up to date, you're they don't want welcome. you in there. Yeah, right. exactly. That's the way it should be. Absolutely, a thousand percent. Um, you know, this number two in our in our big three, sponsored by Piazza, is referencing trophies. People who do something naughty or do something that maybe they'll regret, they get away with it, but they took a trophy home and then they put it on social media. What is this, like the Hunter Biden trophy? This is the allegation against a local man arrested in Chester County, Pennsylvania, who federal prosecutors say returned home to Pennsylvania after taking a souvenir to remember after his role in... The January 6th situation. So he posted it on social media then? He took home a street sign. It said area closed and it had stickers on it. This is according to authorities. Mm -hmm. Uh, It had stickers on it that said property of Capitol Police. He's identified as Ian McBride. So he was just arrested three years later, by the way, Mm -hmm. because he took home that area closed sign and he has, you know, his man cave down in the basement with his bar. He put up that sign in the bar. And and this is how the feds, it tells you, they're scrolling through yeah. social media. Well, this is incredibly stupid by this guy. Why? That's like robbing a bank and then going on social media and showing the uh, the pile of money that you stole and the gold bars. Maybe you've channeled your inner Bob Menendez <laughs> and you went to social media to say, hey, look at what I just pulled off. Here's 400 grand from Wells Fargo. He deserves to go to, you know what? Go to, you know, lock him away. You, you go to jail for being stupid. I, I mean, the, he's, the FBI has, so this is after three years, this 43 year old man who's the manager of a Chester County home renovation company. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's charged with misdemeanor counts, including disorderly conduct on restricted grounds and theft of public property. Yeah. So I would love, here's what I would love to know. How much of our tax dollars did the feds spend on this three year search? For somebody who they charged with a misdemeanor. Oh yeah, I agree. The, the allocation of resources for this is just absurd. Right? But you know what? You you lose you lose a little bit of points here when you post it on Twitter. Like, and you you stole a sign. 
Like, <laughs> I've, there's never been a moment in my life where I said, you know, I'd like to take that stop sign down and take it home with me. These people. Not everything needs to be on Twitter. I know, but I'll just remind you that when Philadelphia, in the city of Philadelphia, when we were ultimately, they had to bring in the National Guard. Mm-hmm. And we were, we the buildings were where I live, all the shops were boarded up, cl- buildings closed down. Summer, that summer of all of the, the riots and mayhem that happened here, billions of dollars in property damage and business losses, yep. and about a thousand people who committed violent acts and looted and burned things and hurt cops, those individuals were given a free pass. Oh, I know. They were arrested by the cops, but then they were let go because they were swept up in a lot of emotion. Right, right. Awful. Equal justice. No, it's, it's definitely two tiers to. I'm two. just saying. No, you're right. You're right. Um, number three. You know what? Number three. Can we just talk about our friend Jimmy Fela? Oh, absolutely. Number three for the big three debut this weekend, right? Yes. This is Saturday night, and he's really part of our family and the the WPHT family. Greg Soccer found him when he was a cabbie, basically. And he had him fill in, and he was a comic, and and he's kind of like Sean Farage. It was somebody who's, and I credit Greg Soccer. For Thank sort you. Of, yeah. I mean, honestly, for helping in his discovery process. Yeah. Thank you. Nice work out of Greg. So I just feel like I bring we're, it. We're, <laughs> <laughs> we're part of his journey, and I'm just rooting for him. I know I'll be. Think watching. about this. I mean, it's going to be cheaper to watch Jimmy Fallon than it is to watch the Chiefs. <laughs> So if you would pay for Peacock or watch Fallow for free, it's a very Woo! good point. I'll go Jimmy. Yeah, free I wonder, Jimmy. I wonder if he'll let me share in uh, his newfound uh, riches uh, since mm-hmm. since that I I put him on locally here right. in Philadelphia. When <sighs> yeah. just saying, Docker kind of has a little track record here of Woo, finding that's people. That's right. I do. It's really he weird. Does. Yeah. yeah. You should be an agent. Take ten percent. You know. <laughs> yeah, but this is this is radio, so ten percent of nothing is nothing. <laughs> well, this will it. be a new definition of ten percent for the big guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Stalker's the new big guy. It's not Joe Biden anymore. Well, we want to thank Piazza Auto Group for sponsoring us and keeping us here afloat at Piazza Hyundai of Pottstown and Westchester. You get zero percent APR. Yes, zero percent APR for thirty six months on the new 2023 Santa Fe and the new 2024 Tucson. This is for a limited amount of time. Shop online at PiazzaHyundai.com. Thank you, Piazza Auto Group, for sponsoring our big three. All right, Don. thank you very much. 914 Friday morning. Uh, one last story before we get to our morning mystery movie clip in about five minutes. So uh, I have said for about two weeks now that I think you're going to start seeing in mass exodus everybody jumping off the DEI bandwagon. Philadelphia Police Department fired their DEI officer who was making $170,000 a year. Uh, you're seeing this throughout corporate America. We've seen stories like Lululemon and the founder of that company talking about the toxicity of it. Some of this stemming from Harvard and Claudine Gay, obviously. And on down the list, we've seen people, um, uh, this, this scale back, corporate America, Google, big tech, uh, 44% cut in 2023 in DEI job postings. Uh, November of last year, 2023, year over year, compared to 2022, we saw a 23% decline. But apparently Johns Hopkins and their hospital at the university did not get the memo as they published a diversity hit list where its DEI chief claims that all whites, all males, 
all Christians, all able-bodied people, and English-speaking people are considered privileged. <laughs> this is a great job of the Twitter feed called End Wokeness yeah. exposing this. So you have this Johns Hopkins uh, Hospital and their chief DEI officer, Sharita Hill-Golden, mm. who was part of the monthly diversity digest. Uh, that we would call that the MDD for short. <laughs> what is it called? Yeah, the- I subscribe to monthly diversity digest. Oh. The mailman drops it off every week. <laughs> I, I don't get Sports Illustrated anymore. I get monthly diversity digest <laughs> when the mailman comes oh by. Oh, my God. Uh, in it, Dr. Hill explains that privilege is the diversity word of the month. And she put out this email. And it's two part. Let me give you the first part. And then the second part is really going to enrage people. She says, Happy New Year. Welcome to the January 2024 issue of the Monthly Diversity Digest. We're excited to kick off this month with two events in celebration of Martin Luther King Jr. We look forward to the 42nd annual MLK commemoration on January 12th. This year, we will be in a new location, the Chevy Chase Auditorium on the East Baltimore campus. And the theme will be, where do we go from here, chaos or community? Noted engineer and physician Mae Jamison will be the keynote speaker. Jamison will share her career path and her experience as the first woman of color to travel in space. You can view the event online Monday, January 15th, which is the 2024 MLK Day of Service. You can sign up here, yada, yada, yada. We look forward to working with you this year in the spirit of Dr. King and others to achieve our equity and inclusion Ah, goals. There we go. Got to throw the buzzwords in at the Mm -hmm. end. So then this is what End Wokeness on Twitter was able to find. And this they got this courtesy of a disgruntled hospital employee that was pissed off at seeing this email. And it says the following. The diversity word of the month is privilege. Privilege is a set of unearned benefits given to people who are in a specific social group. Privilege operates on personal, interpersonal, cultural, and institutional levels, and it provides advantages and favors to members of dominant groups at the expense of members of the other groups. In the United States, privilege is granted to people who have membership in one or more of these social identity groups, which includes, but is not limited to, white people, Ah. so white people are privileged, Mm -hmm. um, able-bodied people, so those of us that have all functional limbs, you know, we're not in a wheelchair or anything like that, are disabled, that's privilege, heterosexuals, so if you're a straight man, straight woman, you're privileged, cisgender people, males, just the entire gender, males, Christians, middle or owning class people, so you know, owning class, right? Right. If you're fortunate enough to own a home, I guess you're you're considered privileged. I mean, you know, nowadays you got to have two or three jobs to buy a home in the Biden economy, but that's privilege. Middle aged people in general, so you know, just your random forty five year old, you're privileged. And if you speak English, you are privileged. So on down the list, she goes on to say, privilege is characteristically invisible to people who have it. So you see, here's where we're here's where we are, guys. If we're so privileged, we don't even know uh, we're privileged. Yeah. And that's what they, that's what we can't see, that anybody that's not straight, white, able-bodied, Christian, middle-aged, owns a home or speaks English, that's where we are thumbing our nose at everybody else because we're so snotty and so spoiled rotten that we don't even, we're not even aware of the fact that it, this is such madness. Elon Musk tweeting that this needs to end immediately. 
Donald Trump Jr. tweets, The rot in racism in higher education goes so much further than Harvard, MIT, and Penn, his alma mater. It has taken over virtually every institution and needs to end now. I mean, let's call this what this is. This is like reverse racism is what it is. And I think um, I think it's Vivek Ramaswamy that tweets this out. I think either every day or every week, like the seven or eight things like his core principles. And one of them is reverse racism is still racism. And that's exactly what this is. I mean, could, could you imagine if any institution tweeted out the opposite of what this lady posted in her monthly diversity digest email. I mean, if you sat there and said this about any other group of people, any other sexuality or gender identity or religion or gender or lower class or upper class or people that speak any other language under the sun, not named English, it would be an attack of racism of biblical proportions. But like, they're allowed to do this in this world of DEI make goods, where this is like this drastic overreaction, overcorrection of the market from all the injustices of 50, 100, 200, 1,000 years ago. And like, I don't know, Johns Hopkins, another one of these uppity up institutions that you always <laughs> hear about. And, you know, it's just, we're, we're going to get to the point where the DEI stuff, and mm-hmm. it, it's not going to happen overnight, but it is happening. I I project, I'm going to forecast, by the time 2026 rolls around, this thing is on its deathbed. I mean, it'll still pop up here and there with, like, the Ivy Leagues. But for the most part, I think this garbage will eventually be gone. The problem problem with a lot of this stuff is that this is eventually going to get people killed or hurt. And we saw it with that air traffic control woman yes who i believe brenda mooney who i believe was a dei hire but maybe i'm wrong but that's just my opinion or maybe a desperation hire but but what happens when you don't hire the most qualified people for the job for important jobs like this and they don't know what they're doing there's lives at risk for there and and you know Johns Hopkins, like you want the most qualified people to be in these jobs, these mm-hmm. important jobs, and when you and when they're not, stuff goes wrong. And, and, and the further proof that DEI just doesn't work, you ever notice it's only DEI initiatives and ESG and social credit scores. It's all with these big, big time corporations. Mm-hmm. Could you like no small business owner with a staff of 14 employees <laughs> is adhering to DEI Can you because imagine? if they did their business would fold yes. yep. they would be cuz believe it or not and yes it's an awesome idea and a lot of people would love to be their own bosses but most small business owners are not living lavish lifestyles right. you know like they have freedom they have a little bit of disposable income but for the most part they're living paycheck to paycheck right yeah and it's that's why it's very rare that you find a small business owner, unless they're an heiress or something, unless they inherited, very rarely do you find that small business owner who is a Democrat, mm-hmm. to, to be to be perfectly blunt about it, because they understand that these kinds of policies have huge ramifications. And essentially, all you have to do is look right around, look at Philadelphia, mm-hmm. look at your local community, wherever... And you're, if you're on the Odyssey app, and I don't care where you are in the country, if you were in a place like Philadelphia with the strictest pandemic restrictions, um, we were, look at all the businesses, the small mom and pop businesses, or even medium size that shut down. 
that this is a result of policy. We're seeing that policy matters, leadership matters. So, mm-hmm. yeah, look around. Let, let, and just to point one last illustration here before we get to the uh, morning mystery movie clip. Could you imagine if the Philadelphia Eagles had a DEI initiative with their 53 man roster? Could you imagine if Jeffrey Lurie said, hey, you know what, Howie Roseman, moving forward uh, of the 53-man roster, 27 players have to be white. Could you imagine how mediocre... <laughs> or women. To, or women. How, how immediately <laughs> That might awful, be entertaining. And maybe yeah. they would actually be better than the current Eagles over the oh, last seven weeks because they can't oh, beat man, anybody. Man. But could you imagine in pro sports, like in the NBA, imagine if the Sixers had to have out of their 12-man roster, eight guys were white. They would get beat by 50 points a night. It would be awful. Like, well, well, not just ethnicity. You could have fun with this. Yes. People who are short people. Could you do like a Randy Newman song about this yeah. one. People who are, you know, people who identify as uh, gender curious. Yeah. I need nine guys on the Sixers at 6'3 six, and under. They're all going to be built like Nick Kale. They'd get blitzed. <laughs> yep. Ridiculous. <sighs> so there you go. All right. 922. Let's get to our morning mystery movie clip. And now, the morning mystery movie clip on Kale and Company. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Food truck's a great idea. You know what I mean? I think we we take it back to something simple. Let me see if I got something to say anymore. I don't even know. It's no problem. As long as it's not weird for you. I don't want you to feel like because you were with Inez and you guys were sleeping together and I was with her and we had this. I came out to L.A. for a Clippers game once. And I think we had a couple drinks, and we went to Islands. I think she had a... What, what happened between the I don't two even, of you? You know, it doesn't matter. Here's what happened. We're talking about a white-on-white 88 Chevy Grumman food truck. It's a blank canvas for your dreams. I'm going to have him pull it around. Don't thank me until you see it. Think you know what it is? Be call at 12 at 855-839-1210, and you could win this great prize. And today's great prize, one more pair of tickets to the Philadelphia Auto Show. It is coming up tomorrow, Saturday, January 13th through Sunday, January 21st. Caller 12, 855-839-1210. If you can identify that movie clip, you've got yourself a pair of tickets to the Philadelphia Auto Show. Caller 12-855-839-1210. Come back, get our winner, get to part two of the cut sheet. And also, one last story of the day. She has not answered 98% of the questions posed to her. Who is she? And what is it about? Details next. Kale and Company. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Friday morning. Hopefully all of you having a great start to your day or weekend. Coming up in just a little bit, we'll find out what's on tap for the Dawn Show, who on Twitter and YouTube today. Also, what's on the cut sheet part due. And if you missed the programming announcement coming up on Monday... Uh, Greg and Dawn will be off, and Tony Bruno will be co-hosting all four hours with uh, yours truly. So we look forward to having Tony on for four hours. Hopefully he continues to feel better. He typically joins us on Wednesday, but he joined us today because he was under the weather. So He's I in the th- hospital, right? Yeah, yeah. And then he had to take prednisone, or he had an allergic reaction to prednisone, and then they gave him those... Uh, those cough pearls. You ever get those cough pearls when you have a real bad cough that you can't shake? I swear to God, no. those cough pearls never work. They're like little yellow. yellow. Um, they almost look like Tic Tacs. And they're just atrocious. Mm. They're like, you know, doctor will give you. He's like, here, take 20 of these cough pearls. Only use one every six hours. They're very strong. And they never work. Hmm. I've had never them. heard of them. Times. I've never heard of them. 
I don't know what they're, the, the actual medical name for them are, uh, but they just look like these little cough pearls that you swallow. So It's very unusual to be allergic to steroids. Mm-hmm. So there's probably there was probably a reaction. Yeah, I only know it because I have an asthmatic kids and steroids are life saving. Yep, and they usually for those of us who work in this industry where you have to have you have to have your voice that yep. usually does the trick. Yep, but I've been praying for. I was worried about him. Yeah, thank God for Miss Robin. I know. So Tony will be with us uh, on Monday. We will talk a lot of sports. We will not have any fun, and no. we'll play too many sound drops. <laughs> That's not true. We don't care about the climate. Exactly. <laughs> so that'll be fun. Did, All right. Did you guys see, speaking of that, because we're getting ready to, for the Travis Mannion, did you see the beautiful article about Lane Johnson and Travis Mannion on the cover of the Inquirer? No. It's really... they. they That's coming up. We're, we're almost, yeah. March is going to be here In before March. we know it. And I have to ask Greg Stocker because um, my sons for school, you know, they're required to do like public service, especially. Yeah. So, like, can David come and volunteer? Sure, for, absolutely. Be, be Greg Stocker's servant and earn some public oh, service I like hours. It. I like mm-hmm. it. I need a Stocker servant. servant. I need a servant. servant. He's a P one of Kale and Company. <laughs> by the way, the by the way, the uh, 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 Lane Johnson. I, I have it uh, confirmed that he will make an appearance at this year's uh, Travis Mannion. Family. Oh, he will. He will. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. That's I'll, beautiful. I'll, I'll be yep. sure to ask him, how did you lose seven of your last eight games? <laughs> you shush. Oh, can you imagine? Hey, what's the deal? Is Nick overrated? <laughs> no, 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 Nick Sirianni, not this Nick. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, let's get our morning mystery movie clip winner in here. We've got Jerry in Wilmington, who's got the uh, movie correctly identified. Jerry, good morning. What movie clip did we just play for you? Good morning. Good morning. That's the chef. The chef. The chef. That is correct. Not to be confused with the chief. They play tomorrow night. Jerry, good job. You've got yourself the tickets for the Philadelphia Auto Show. All right. Thank you. I, I've used the gold pearls and I had COVID. They worked, worked pretty good. Did they work for you? I've had them a couple of times and they never seemed to work for me. I don't know. I must have like a uh, an itchy trigger finger, so to speak, when it comes to the cough. I couldn't, I couldn't I shake know. it. I had a really bad cough. But it went away after, after right. taking well, good for you, Jerry. Yeah, I've right. used it for a week. I don't know how long you used it. but Yeah, it was about it three worked. three or four days, I think, I used them for. So there's Jerry. Uh, cough pearls. Do they work? Poll question. <laughs> no. Put them up on Twitter. No. All right. They didn't, people didn't like our last poll question about they who, didn't? who you'd rather have a drink with. Oh, uh, Hunter, Kamala Hunter Harris or, or Hunter. Kamala? Yeah. Was it was well, a, it's Hunter because none, you know, and, you know, nobody The answer is that. none of the above. Yeah. Oh. Well. But you can't put Trump in there because he doesn't drink. Well, that's true. He does not. He just eats burgers. All right. Hey, everybody's got a vice. This is fast food. God bless him. Uh, who am I to think? Not now. Melania's got him. No fast food, no Marilago buffet. Really? That's why he's lost. Thir- because. Don't, don't, don't subscribe to the email. She doesn't get uh, Diversity Digest. That's she right. gets uh, Melania Monthly. That's right. Melania. <laughs> you think he listens to that? I do. Okay. Yeah. I do. Sure I think because uh, sure hey, well, look at Melania, look, look, she's golf looking season, good. Golf season's coming up. You got to cut out the bad food That's if you right. want to look good on the course. Well, then I have a steak, a university, and a uh, wine to sell you. Oh, stalker steaks. <laughs> Soccer steaks. Oh, here That's it is. actually got a ring to it. Robin says that's the name of it. Benzonate pearls. B E N Z O N A T A T E. Yes, those are the ones. Apparently, they worked for Tony. So uh, Robin decided to check in. She'll be checking in Monday for four hours as well. All right. Uh, are we ready? Let's get to yeah. our morning mystery. Uh, we love you, What's Robin. on no, the morning mystery? Where am I? Here? Are you all right? Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. It's not. What's it, going we, on? Hold we, on a second. We still, have 20, anyway. we still have 25 minutes left, buddy. Yeah. Just don't check out for the weekend. No, yet, I didn't check out. It's, right. uh, what do we do? Uh, it's the cut sheet. Yeah. Yes. Part two. What? <laughs>
Tight Dude. Well, what's on the Pitchy Fart Dude on this Friday? Sponsored by Tommy D's Home Improvement Center. Renovating a kitchen or building one from the ground up. Tony D's, Tommy D's, excuse me, Home Improvement Center is your go-to for quality kitchen cabinets, flooring, and molding at affordable rates. Visit their showroom in Philadelphia or visit their website at TommyD's.com. That's TommyD's.com. TommyD's.com. Thank you, Tommy D's, for sponsoring What's on the Cut Sheet. Hot do. So I want to... So we talked about this, um, you know, what happened uh, overnight or late last night in the Middle East, right, uh, Nick? You talked about it in the 6 o'clock hour. Yes. I want to kind of uh, combine that with what is happening with uh, with Secretary Alston. You know, he was, uh, you know, he had uh, prostate cancer. He, had, he went in for surgery. Uh, there's some complications. The White House didn't know for like eight months. I don't know. <laughs> um so this morning of Morning Joe, I'm going to go to cut 11 here, Phil. Um, this morning of Morning Joe, the Pentagon spokesperson says that the secretary has been actively engaged in overseeing and directing the strikes uh, that we saw last night. For those of you just tuning in this morning, uh, they bombed Yemen. Yeah. The, the Houthis. Houthis. The Houthis, yeah. which is, you know, basically the... Iran. Yeah. Not um, to be confused with Hootie and the Blowfish. Right. The Hooties. Right. The, the, the Hooties or Houthis? Houthis. 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 Um, like I have a question for both of you after that. Yes, sir. After this. So let me play this and then we'll go. This is cut 11, Phil. Go. So uh, they, they do. I want to ask uh, General Ryder uh, a particular question that's, that's on all, all of our minds. Uh, the Pentagon announced that Secretary of Defense Austin gave the final approval for these strikes from his hospital bed uh, at Walter Reed. I want to ask first uh, how soon the Secretary of Defense will be back at the Pentagon in his office and whether you can share with us any early lessons learned for you personally uh, or for the uh, the Department of Defense from the episode we've been through and the questions of notification uh, about his illness. Yeah, so first of all, uh, the secretary is recovering well. Um, we don't have a date yet in terms of when he'll be released from the hospital. Of course, we'll keep folks updated. Uh, but he's been actively engaged in overseeing and directing the strikes that we saw last night. On Tuesday, hmm. when uh, the Houthis were conducting their complex attack, he was uh, participating in a meeting with the chairman and the CENTCOM commander to monitor those th that activity. Uh, spoke with the president twice over the last 72 hours, uh, as well as conducting multiple uh, calls each day with the CENTCOM commander, the chairman, as well as the uh, national security advisor. And as you highlight, he gave the order uh, yesterday afternoon to conduct these strikes. In terms of what we've learned, uh so let me ask you guys that. Yeah, let me ask you guys a question about this mm -hmm. because we talked about this about how you know war is profitable. War is um, it helps a a incumbent administration with sagging poll numbers. It can also help um, uh, the, kind of change the narrative from "Hey, look at uh, look, our military is inept because our our commander in chief didn't know that the defense secretary was was ill." Look at how powerful we are because mm. we just bombed the living s yeah. out of 
Yeah. It, it, mm-hmm. Any validity to that? I'm just I'm just asking a question. I mean, it's possible. I mean, I'm just not buying what he's selling there. I, I mean, what's next? They're going to tell us that while he was under general anesthesia, he was working <laughs> remotely with his laptop? I mean, come on. Uh, and this is also proof of how incompetent this administration is. Because the Biden administration, one month in, in February of 2021, who did they decide to remove from the terror list? The Houthis. So here you are, now, three years later, and we're waging war and conducting missile strikes against these um, little ragtag operation that they are. And the weird thing is, too, that now that this happened overnight, who's reacting? The far left. Yep. Uh, And and they are furious with President Biden. Mm Mm-hmm. Jayapal came out and was just like, "This is this is unacceptable." Like the whole thing, like, you know. So, I I just think that there's a little more to this than meets the eye. Uh, maybe I'm a cynic, mm-hmm. but I just feel like with all of this news clouding the defense secretary, and is he, you know, is he up to the job? Is he, you know, having these conversations with the the commander in chief? And then all of a sudden, like, well, well, no, he was directing these. Yeah. strikes. Yep, that's correct. Um, and it's been a, a very busy week for Jaya Powell. She uh, earlier this week said that the former commander-in-chief incited an erection. <laughs> uh, last night on CBS Evening News, uh, immigration takes center stage at the Iowa caucus was the name of this little uh, news package that they put together. They uh, CBS reporter Ed O'Keefe scolded DeSantis for using the, as he quotes, vilifying term illegal immigrant. Mm. Uh, this is cut 13. This is how evening news sounded last night because you didn't watch it. Cut 13. Go. In Iowa, a top issue of concern for Republican voters is the future of immigration and border security. Yeah, the border is a big issue. Open border is not a good thing. Candidates speak about it frequently. The border is a disaster, the worst border in history. And offer solutions. Instead of catch and release, we're going to go to catch and deport. But some use terms that vilify undocumented immigrants. (laughs) We have a program to transport illegal aliens to sanctuary jurisdictions. Nationwide, Americans are increasingly concerned about the situation at the U.S.-Mexico border. Nearly half say it's a crisis. The issue is a long-standing concern for Republicans, but there's increased worry among Democrats and independents. The reality here is that Iowa's three million residents are overwhelmingly white, and the state's strong economy needs immigrant labor. Iowans, especially here, would have a very difficult time having anything to eat at dinner time without immigrants, because immigrants are the ones who process the meat, who uh, farm the fields, who uh, cook the food. Wow. You know, it's amazing that, you, and by the way, some of those stats there that they use, that was some of the stuff I had in the, the big take earlier mm-hmm. this week at the border. Yep. You know, it's remarkable that the left is worried about what we are calling what is going yep. on here. So they won't use a word crisis, mm-hmm. but they will criticize you for saying illegals or aliens or illegal aliens or e- even they've even tried to make it sound like illegal immigrants is a bad word. So basically, you have to use the word migrants, and they don't even like when you use the word illegal on top of migrants. Uh, why don't we focus on the real issue here? And that's um, actually correcting the root cause of all of this, as opposed to what a Republican governor likes to say what these people are classified as. How about that? Well, wasn't Kamala getting to the root cause of this? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, the Biden administration claimed they were last year. 
2023 fiscal year, they sent they spent $40 million and invested in Latino countries to address, quote, the root cause. You know, I just got off the plane. It's called Air Force Two from Washington, D.C. to come and visit with you all. Because I've been hearing about you. You all are so smart. You're so smart. <laughs> I've been on the sauce. And- uh, uh, Mayor Adams was on Good Morning America this morning. Uh, GMA3, whatever the hell that is, I guess it's the third hour of Good Morning America, Um, he says that history will reflect how much Governor Abbott has devastated the lives of people because he he sent them to New York and made it a crisis on Mayor Adams' doorstep, which he didn't like. So So, therefore, yeah. yeah. Adams has abandoned uh, the idea of bashing Joe because Joe's not going to help. So now he's going back to the, uh, the initial root cause Yep, uh, Texas this is governor. Cut 14, Phil, go. We've done a great job, but we can't continue to sustain this. And I do want to ask you, have you spoken directly with the governor of Texas, Governor Abbott? We reached out and tried to coordinate with uh, just the mean-spiritedness of this governor <laughs> who has his intentionality of just placing people on buses, oh, uh, yeah. compelling them to leave the city. Uh, that is why we're taking legal action. Uh, when you look at what he's doing, history is going to really reflect uh, how much he has devastated the lives of people. Listen, this is a country of immigrants. The difference between what we did with Ukrainian citizens and other immigrants who have made their way here to this great country is we allowed them to work. This is so anti-Americans that we're telling thousands of people you must come to a country and you can't provide for your children and families. That is not how we are as a country. And that is what is at the heart of this issue. We've never been this way as a country. We should not be this way right now to this group of uh, men and women who are here. If we parole them in, then we should give them the opportunity that every other immigrant has had. There we go. You know, it's amazing. So Joe and his administration are the root cause of this. And then you have guys like Adams or in Chicago. They open up their mouth. Oh, we're a sanctuary city. Home uh, Hate has no home here. Uh, And then all of a sudden, you start to realize what border states are dealing with in those communities. And all of a sudden, you get mad about it. Well, you know what? Elections have consequences. And I tell you what. Every time I hear Eric, the more I hear Eric Adams, the more I hear um, Tracy Morgan. That's so I, funny. I, I swear to God, I yeah. just close my eyes and I'm thinking this is like a 1998 SNL bit. That's hysterical. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> all right, that's what I got. Uh, that's all I got, too. All right, 947, <laughs> we will come back, wrap it up with who on Twitter and YouTube today and what's on tap for the Dawn Show. Friday, Kale and Company, back after this. It's Kale and Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. The Dawn Show coming up in nine minutes. And we find out what Dawn has lined up for a Friday edition at 10 o'clock. Oh, man. We're going to, we have so much. We're jam packed. So we have Nate Benefield who's going to talk about that multi billion dollar increase. That is the answer, according to a bipartisan group of bureaucrats who say the way to fix Pennsylvania's education, more of your money. Mm. So we'll look at that. That that news came out yesterday afternoon, as remember the big court ruling that happened. Then they launched this big investigation and a commission to figure out how to bring more equality and fix our schools in Pennsylvania. So we'll do a deep dive into that at 10.05. Guy Shiraki a familiar friend, uh, he's going to weigh in on everything that's happening. And then Andy Bloom 
in the oh. 11 a.m. hour. We all know Andy and love him, and um, he used to be here at PHT and is now a biggity-big director of a communications company of his own. But we'll talk to Andy, kind of get his take on things. He's so, got a column out on democracy and dictatorship, I think, that yeah. I, was, I saw floating around. So. Yes. Yeah, so we'll, we'll debrief him on his latest column as okay, well. Okay, very good. Dawn Show coming up in seven minutes uh, as we wrap up the day with who won Twitter today. Who Hang won? On. Who won Twitter go. today? Who won Twitter? Eric the Red wins Twitter. Uh, this is going to be an audio daily double. I'm playing. Uh, this is. He says that after hearing that pilot versus the controller, all I'm hearing is Cartman from South Park <laughs> oh, that's saying funny. this. I'd be like, hey, you get your bitch ass back in the kitchen and make me some pot. <laughs> Eric the Red, my friend, you and Twitter. Oh, that's uh, the best. I had to pull up that Cartman clip because yes. that is such a great classic Cartman yes. clip. Remember, she Googled it, folks. <laughs> she Googled it. She Googled it. Yep. All right. Uh, we want to make some bets yes. on the Eagles since you two will be off Monday. Yeah. All right. Do you want to start? You said the official number is three. Three. Right? The, the, uh, yeah, the line is three. Eagles are a three-point road favorite. The over-under is 43.5 is what I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the Buccaneers. Wow. I like the Buccaneers plus three. I like the Buccaneers to win the game outright, so I would take them on the money line as well. I'm going to take Tampa Bay 20, Philadelphia 17. Wow. Yeah. I think it comes to an end uh, Monday night. Don't worry. Tony Bruno and I will preview the game for all four hours on Monday. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Um, I'm going the other way. Uh, I think the Eagles are going to win uh, semi-handedly. I will take the Eagles 24 and the Tampa Bay Bucks 17. Okay, so you have the Eagles by a touchdown. Yep. All right, Don Stensland. So I'll be doing my thing on the Bet Parks app, and I'm looking at the Eagles 27. We prevail by three, the Bucks 24. So wow. I'm doing 24 27. Eagles! Okay. 27 24. Eagles! John Fetterman approves. <laughs> All right, you guys are both on Philadelphia. I'm on Tampa Bay. I'll be the villain. 20 spot on the line. As always. All right, let's do it. As let's always. do it. Yep. And the proceeds go to Travis Mannion Foundation. There we go. That's correct. Uh, and by the way, we've got to empty out this tip jar soon. It's starting to overflow, uh, <laughs> the grammar jar. We should give that to Travis Mannion as well. Yeah. All right, that'll do it for us on a Friday. Stay tuned. The Dawn Show is up next. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you Monday morning at 6 with Tony Bruno. Until then. Sick of you. <laughs> I'm sick of all of this shit. I'm done with it. Start your day with Kale and Company, weekday mornings 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.